Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. I hope you're feeling super high vibe today. I must say I am. I'm looking out of the window in my office at a really beautiful sunny day here in Shropshire and it is filling my heart with joy. So I hope you are enjoying whatever weather you are experiencing just as much as I am today. Um, just a reminder that any of you who are listening who would like some accountability with sobriety but also with raising your vibrations, healing and up-leveling so that you can manifest everything that you want, then I really, really urge you to consider joining up for my group coaching membership. So group coaching um, membership involves two weekly, sorry, two monthly Zoom, group Zoom coaching calls, um, a monthly meditation, uh, weekly email check-ins from myself and a private Facebook group. It is a growing group and it's so lovely. Uh, Everyone's just so supportive and it's just so nice to um, to be able to facilitate everybody really reaching their goals and everyone in in my group coaching is at different points in their sobriety I've got some people in there who've been sober for a long time I've got some people who are newly sober I've got some people who are still sober curious um, and just learning how to um, explore what life might be like without alcohol so wherever you are in your journey like this is this group coaching is for you if you would like to sign up for it then please send me an email to thrive at coaching by uk. so annika is spelled a-n-n-e-k-a or you can send me a dm to my instagram with my handle is at coaching by annika so in this week's episode i chat to rachel Brody. Rachel is a holistic therapist whose personal experience of trauma which informs her practice. She also has a passion for helping others to find joy, connection and empowerment by letting go of alcohol. Again, having had personal experience with 24-7 addiction. She is so interesting and inspirational and knowledgeable when it comes to healing trauma. So without further ado, let's crack on and listen to the lovely Rachel Brodie. Hi Rachel, how are you today? Hi Annika, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. And thank just you for get, having me. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a pleasure. Um, just to get us going, then um, I'm going to do what I do with all my guests. What are your quick fire top five? favorite things about being sober um authentic connection 
mm-hmm. I would say, to myself and others around, around me. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have what I would say a second life. It's like I have been reborn. Yeah. <laughs> as cheesy as that might sound, like that's facts. Yeah. I'm living a different yeah. life now that I never imagined was possible. Um, my health has improved so even you know I'm now 37 Um, say when I was 30 I probably felt older than I do now I feel like I've I've gained I'm like 10 years younger kind of thing amazing Um, I've been able to accept life on life's terms which means I can sit in my own I, I can sit in feelings now. I don't have to escape them anymore. That's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many was that? Uh, is that four? I think that was four. And then uh, I would say, I know what it's like now to experience joy. I feel I bounce out of bed most days. Um, I've got, I'm in good energy. I'm grateful. Um, you know, like, life is good I never I never could say that before even though I might have told myself it was but but life really feels good now that's amazing and I love the joy piece like um Mm. I mean that's all all humans are chasing joy it's just and we were always chasing joy really we just were looking in all the wrong places right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we, we thought alcohol would give it to us. Okay, so thanks so much for that intro, Rachel. Um, so tell us a little bit more about what you do. Okay, so I've literally just finished a qualification. I, I have a I ha- have recently obtained a, a counselling qualification, but I've just finished um, uh, finalised my second qualification, which is in holistic uh, therapy, hmm. uh, and it is actually if you've heard of you know, it's a form of sound therapy. So the the title of this is kind of holistic voice practitioner, actually. It's with the British Academy of Sound Therapy. Um, But it's actually, whereas, you know, you have sound bowls and and things like that, which are really great for healing um, and helping people get into a meditative and deep relaxation, state of deep relaxation. Um, What I'm doing is actually using my voice. So using tones in my voice um to create healing within a client's body so they, they'll they'll um lie down as you do in, in for example other sound baths you know with um sound bowls and things like that and I will just be singing tones to them mm-hmm. uh, and also overtones which is it's called polyphonic overtone singing uh and basically which is two tones in one at the same time so I've been trained to do that and that is very very powerful in um, targeting the human body basically so it's, there's kind of reverberation some people say it kind of sounds when you when I'm doing the overtone it sounds it sounds like like an instrument or it doesn't even sound like a human could make those sounds it's not melodic it's literally just tones but it's very very powerful in softening our state basically so relaxing us um, also you know it can enable you to um, access your subconscious more so answers might come to you because within this that's one part of the process so that that's outside of this I do a reflective process with the client so we're looking at an issue uh, 
and it, they might come to me with um, all sorts of different kind of um, issues, things that they might be struggling with. And then we'll talk about it and we'll identify so with there's the somatic work involved here as well. So we'll identify if, if I'm feeling like this, where do I feel it in my body? How does that feel? What do I feel? Because as um, you know, what I've learned and as part of my own healing process is that it's the somatic part when we can actually identify where painful memories and emotions are held in our body, when we can access that, we then have the opportunity to release. Yeah, so this is all so fascinating. And I, I, it was only really in the last year or so that I actually learned about, you know, what, what somatic therapy is. So somatic means of the body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's this uh, understanding that we, we, we store, we trap emotions and trauma in our body um, and actually understanding how we process and release that. Is, have I got that right? That's yeah, that's basically it. And and many of us store it, um, you know, in our bodies. And, and what happens is after time, it can lead to physical illness. It can lead to more mental health. You know, we call it mental health, but it can lead to more of this anxiety, depression, things like that. It can also drive um, behaviours that don't serve us. So until we're released of some of that and have an awareness, do do you see what I mean? We can be walking around kind of very unconscious and just walking. We're thinking the mind is is controlling everything we're doing almost, you know, but there's so much we need to connect with our bodies on a deeper level, understand what's going on there, understand what works for us to be able to create a release Mm. Uh, and slowly, oh, sorry, something's just come up on my screen here is that slowly um you know we can work through that so do you think like most most people are walking around with like a lot of unresolved stored trauma in their bodies like totally unaware of it yes yeah 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 because we don't know another way of living so what I was just going to say was that once we start to release some of this stuff we Mm. start to feel better Mm. I didn't know how good I could feel until I started to interact with this work um we start to feel better we make space. Like if you imagine it actually as kind of a bag of stuff that you've been carrying all your life, more and more stuff goes into this bag, the more trauma, the more issues that we're not dealing with. This is when you're someone who has never really healthily processed emotions, which is another big part of this issue. Many of us weren't maybe taught how to process healthily. So we carry it or we suppress it or we turn to alcohol, things like that. And then you've got this massive bag and it's just weighing you down. When we can start to tap into that Mm. and sit with it and just kind of welcome it in and, you know, get curious about what this means for you. What does it look like? How does it feel? Are you comfortable to sit with this? Can we talk about this now? And slowly start taking things out of that bag. And then we make room for the joy, the, you know, this beautiful energy to cultivate more space for goodness within us where we start to, like I said, you know, one of the things, about getting so but you know I'm actually I feel good now but that's through the work that I've been doing through learning how to do this and talking therapy is is fantastic in many cases but to me I truly believe it's only one part of it mm. so with the work that I'm doing I'm, I'm I'm helping a client reflect I'm using the sound and then afterwards 
we'll reflect again, see if anything's changed. And then the final part is looking at what other movements, what, what, what can I, I've got like 30 different exercises basically. So we can look at breath work, um, shaking the body, mm. uh, using the voice to let stuff out. And what you'll usually find after the end of a session, there has been a release because the client has, and also the client has learned how they can be empowered to take an active part in their healing process as well. Obviously I'm there to guide them, but there are things that we can do where we can, you know, consistently just build little practices day to day, but we can do that. We can get up and do the breath work, the movement, but it's, it's getting to know what works for us. That does take a bit of time and dedication, I would say, you know, to explore. That's amazing. And actually, I can resonate with that because I've been experimenting with EFT and breath work and and shaking and things recently and and been to some sound healing events. And, you know, you do it's it's one of those things you've got to understand and like buy into how it works to consistently show up because you can't just do it once and then go, oh, well, didn't we do anything like you need to be consistently add it to your practice over time. You know, you do feel so much better. And, you know, recently I've started to feel like oh I feel a bit like I did when I was like 18 oh that was before all this other stuff happened that's really interesting that I feel Mm. more like that in my body Mm. um so let's talk a little bit now Rachel about how did you come to to be this this healer this person that that understands about trauma like what tell us a bit about your journey yeah, so it was through my own experience, um, my own personal experience. Um, <clears throat> for many years, I I worked in the corporate world. Mm. I was in a very, very busy environment. And what I learned, what I have now learned about myself was that I was really trying to fit myself into a box. Yeah. I wanted to, I kind of felt like everyone else had it together, but I didn't. I realise now that's because underlying I had childhood trauma which hadn't been dealt with Mm. and I was also um had extreme addictive tendencies so although I never would have called myself an addict or an alcoholic you know I was using um all sorts from when I was at 12 13 because it was introduced to me Uh, and from then that that became a crutch yeah um but anyway I think I knew I, I was always trying to escape that part of me but I could never get away from it because I never stopped I always thought, oh, maybe when I get to 20, like I'll be a normal, I guess you could say like good girl or decent member of society who doesn't do that stuff. Thing is, I was a decent person. I punished myself because I had this darker side, you know. Mm. Um, but but so so anyway, trying to fit myself into a box, worked my way up in the in the corporate world. Um, and I ended up getting married because I so desperately wanted that, I so desperately wanted to get married and to have children because now I can see that it was really my only I thought it was my only answer so uh, and because I've always been quite kind of obsessive in my tendencies and stuff it was like I need to reach that goal you know because even in my head I thought my career as much as I've done well I'm not passionate about it I used to hear other people say they were passionate but it just wasn't it it wasn't and it was hard work Sometimes it was quite toxic environments that I worked in as well, but I just accepted that. And, you know, um, I I still managed to sort of, yeah, do fairly well, you know, but um, 
the marriage, to cut a very long story short, my husband at the time had a lot of um, unresolved stuff as well. And I think in a way that's sometimes what brings two people together. Mm. They're attracted, but but they might not be helping each other, but they're trying to help each other, but they're not. Like a and, trauma, uh, isn't it? I've heard it described yeah. as it's like you're you're trying to heal your trauma through each other. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't have the words to explain that because you don't even understand it. Mm. Um, and um, we, we were married for a few years and uh, but a lot of stuff happened. Um, uh, we were desperately trying for a family and um, to cut a long story short, that didn't happen. But in a, in a few months, a lot of stuff happened, traumatic events happened where I, I ended up having no choice but to leave the relationship quickly. Mm make a decision not to continue starting a family with this person mm. um and um because uh, and and we were both in addiction as well but it, again it was that functioning addiction right so yeah. stopping yeah. starting but I mean it was way beyond the normal drinker even though what is a normal drinker these days oh, yeah. it's such a spectrum um but uh, such a massive spectrum but um Anyway, we, what happened? So, so that was it. I was 34 years old. I was suddenly faced with, I wasn't able to work because I was so not okay. And I then start, then I was in the 24 seven, you know, the, um, yeah, I could not stop drinking from, from the moment I woke up to, to when I went to sleep. Um, and um, there were other substances as well. Yeah. Um, cocaine was one for me but um you know just to kind of keep it going or even to feel that I could function but you know I was I was very I was dependent I was um desperate because what I was doing was continuing to block you know um continuing to try I couldn't cope with just being with myself I couldn't cope with the events that had happened because there was a lot of stuff that I was going to have to work through Mm. but the addiction took over so I had to then admit that I was in addiction I needed help for my addiction. Mm. So I, for the next year, I was in that living hell, day in, day out. And I eventually surrendered and said, this is it. It's got me now, like 20, 30, 20 years later, finally it's got its claws in me and I'm not getting out of this. I also was very suicidal at the time. Mm. Um, you know, that, that was something which I'd never really considered before, um, but I was ready to... I was ready to end it all. And, and there was all sorts of stuff going, like I just was not well at all. And I knew that I was facing, I knew I was facing, you know, the end. And I didn't really know what that would look like, but something in me wanted, something in me must've felt that maybe I might have a chance. So surrendered, I ended up going to Thailand. I was blessed to have the opportunity to go to rehab. Mm. Um, so that was in August, 2019. Uh, so coming up to nearly three years, ago um and I from there I just I just put the work in basically I I learned about addiction I could finally understand and come to terms it's like oh yeah I've always this has always been my issue I had I found a lot of answers I found a lot of answers then and I put a lot of work in um and um here I am now basically, but I ended up staying in Thailand. I was gonna come back to the UK, but because of COVID and the issues there, I ended up staying out there and rebuilding my life, knowing that I had to kind of, it was it was starting with a clean slate, which in a way you can look at that, you'd be totally terrified, but 
maybe a little something in me was quite excited as well, you know, that I had that opportunity. So I didn't want to take it for granted. So I went for it. Being in Thailand, I picked up a lot of holistic, you know, I, I did have some therapy, obviously, when I was in rehab and while I was in Thailand. And I started to figure out that, um, oh, this holistic stuff is like this releasing. And I did some TRE. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's, you know, there's different there's yeah. different forms of kind of re- releasing. And I was like, oh, this is where the deep healing stuff happens. Mm. And it was that moment where I was like, even though I had my counselling qualification, I was like, I don't think I want to do that. I want to work on this, this other side, this holistic side, bringing sound into it as well. Mm. was fantastic because actually I had a musical background when I was a child I was very musical but that's something that I disconnected from when I got into my career I disconnected from all the things which essentially were bringing me joy as a child um but I've been able to bring that back in now using sound to help others and and you know um so, so that's been that's been amazing but sounds kind of a part of it but it is that somatic side as well really moving music dancing things like that expression finding your own expression I, I feel like I've just completely gone off no not um, at all because you, you've taken us through really like how you how your experiences led you to do what you do yeah. and this leads really nicely into something I want to kind of touch on now which is our experience of darkness so in like you know manifestation and is so popular now and it's a very um overused word um and I I I use it all the time and I I love like learning about manifestation but there's also been a lot of light shone recently on this kind of idea of toxic positivity and how you know it's not just about being positive and saying good things like actually manifestation or ourselves each of us we are light and dark um and darkness isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just a part of our human experience um and actually we need to learn to to not be so scared of the dark so in my experience like if I look at um you know my life and like the kind of cycles it's gone in some of the darkest darkest periods I've been through have been the periods where I've been able to do the deepest healing or learn the greatest lessons that have actually enabled me to then um accelerate out of a rut and really bring some like awesome stuff into my life I don't know if you if that resonates with you 100 percent. exactly that exactly that you know we've been I was running away from the dark for so long because I was terrified of it but actually facing that which I'm not going to lie for anyone it's 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 the most uncomfortable thing especially for me you know in early when I first put down when I was stripped of all my crutches sitting in the discomfort of my own skin was excruciating but that's where you know I grew through it and I didn't pick up a drink and it is um the work you know facing that darkness it's not for the faint heart like it's difficult you know it is challenging but like you say my experience has been to accept it and to be able to, every time you move through it, I do come out with more knowledge and I do feel better and lighter and stronger and more resilient. Yeah. But it's just through the practice of getting used to moving through and also being able to look at yourself as well. So 
So I think not just picking and choosing, you know. Yeah, being able to kind of observe the darkness and and ask it questions because I think like you know when we were drinking we were numbing the darkness right we would but but ironically the more we numbed it the more we stayed in it like we you you remain stuck like when you keep numbing it and actually when we just go no no this is okay I'm gonna learn from it I'm gonna observe it I'm gonna ask it questions I'm gonna move through it you get to move through it you get to walk through it and into the joy on the other side and actually when we numb it we think we're, we're getting rid of it but we're not we're staying in the dark tunnel I don't know mm-hmm. if that if, if you agree with yeah, that yeah. absolutely absolutely <clears throat> and that's why you know when I came into recovery at 35 years old I was like oh all of this stuff landed on my doorstep mm. each of my trauma you know the things that I experienced which I numbed I, I I unpacked one by one and again that 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 created part of my darkness or the stuff which I hadn't looked at events that had happened also parts of myself as well that I had shut off because I was ashamed of it mm. but actually what I've realized now I've become more in touch with my most authentic self is that some of those parts that I shut off with I are actually beautiful like and I and I love them I've learned to love them and it's like, why did I shut that part of me off that's like it's okay you know but it's learning to love all those parts of you yeah and it's that <laughs> word shame isn't it like shaming ourselves for like I know that I um I really shame my like angry side like if I'm angry or aggressive like I I find that so shameful and I hate on myself for it but actually isn't there something wonderful about being able to stand up for yourself isn't that isn't that like a really empowered thing to be able to do yeah 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 and it's being able to do it in what we do like a healthy way yeah you know because all these emotions are there to serve us. It's just making sure that we are expressing them in the most in the way that's not going to damage ourselves or anyone else. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like when we repress, like for, for example, like repressing anger, actually we just make those feelings ten times bigger. So that's when you do then absolutely lose it and kick off and go, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed at how I behaved. But actually, yeah. if we just embody, like, no, I'm quite fiery. Like, I, I'm not afraid to tell people, like, to back off. Like, if we actually embody mm-hmm. that a bit more, you can do it in a much more, like, graceful, um, a, yeah, a great, a graceful and compassionate way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of, and it takes, it just takes practice, you mm-hmm. know, kind of how to communicate in a way where you can be heard and respected yeah and that's that word respect actually I think god that underpins so much of what like a sober healing journey is about isn't it it's coming back to respecting every single part of who you are um Mm -hmm. because when we when we were drinking and using like that's when you just you're drowning yourself out you're drowning out who you are and you're not having respect for for your needs really Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah, I remember actually, I can't remember. You know, when you have a light bulb moment, you say something, it's like, oh my God, I've never said that before. And I, I remember the day when I sat, I I won't bother telling you what it was in relation to, but I was sitting with some friends and I, I made a comment. I can't even remember exactly what it was. And I was like, oh, I think I've got self-respect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. You know, these you have these moments. This is another great thing about the healing journey. You have these moments, and I think I told you yesterday when we spoke after I had this crazy 
dark night of the soul experience which was basically my awakening the next day I felt very fragile and I spoke to a friend and I said I feel like I need to be really gentle with myself Mm. and as I said those words I realized I'd never said that before I'd heard other people say to me you know in rehab and you know you need to be kind to yourself I was like you know I didn't understand it but then for the first time I actually felt it and I embodied that feeling and that's that's growth and and it's great when you can have the awareness to acknowledge that so I'm like wow I'm on the right path here I can be kind to myself I actually respect and like now I actually respect myself you know and that's just a growing journey it's it's incredible and I'd say like you know what I'm hearing is and I have this feeling too like you respect yourself because of your darkness you respect yourself because you were able to walk through it and you're proud of how you did that um and you know to be able to let go of the shame that we attach to our darkness and go no I absolutely own all of that and I'm so proud of myself for going through it and what I've learned from it um and that's when we can really start to like to love ourselves and I really like that other thing you said about um um there's a difference between embodying something or knowing something and embodying it and I completely agree it's like you can know something in your head but I I, there's loads of times where I've known something in my head for a long time and then you have that light bulb moment where you know it in your heart and you're like oh no I really really get it now (laughs) yeah oh gosh I mean I agree I spent my life to be honest doing the whole you know people might come to me for advice and I I almost probably was giving them some quite sensible advice even when I was in my dark times yeah but I said it, I was like, because that's what you should do. But I didn't do that myself. Yeah. I hadn't, you know, going through grief, for example, I lost two very dear people to me in my, well, before, when I, when I was in, um, before I reached recovery mm-hmm. over the years. And um, I thought I knew what grief felt like, but I didn't at all. because I, I just drunk and used my way through each of those mm-hmm. consciously yeah. because I couldn't deal with feeling those feelings but it's just that conflict as well isn't it it's kind of like I know this is an issue but equally I feel maybe it's okay kind of thing do you know what I mean that cognitive dissonance isn't it that we all have like when we're when we're doing those things 100% Rachel you've so inspired me like I mean I really love um somatic healing but you've inspired me to just go and do some more today (laughs) I'm sure loads of people that are listening like want to follow you and learn from you and um and get in contact with you about what healing you offer so where can people find you online so at the moment I am I'm in because I'm in these initial stages I haven't quite got like the website sorted things like that um I do have my Instagram which is kind of my Instagram is not a business related Instagram at the moment it represents my personal journey basically there's been a lot about you know which has taken me to this point point and how I'm evolving but it includes some of the stuff that I'm doing now as someone you know recovering from addiction um and um you you know and, and also some of the work that I'm doing around the holistic stuff so it's all weaved in it's basically me as a person yeah. you know yeah. um so yeah. my Instagram is I think it's Rachel Brody one I think that's it all, yeah. uh, all, yeah. all without all no no full stops or anything like that um 
so that's it at the moment, to be honest. Um, soon enough, I will be, you know, looking to take on clients, basically. But everything's a little up in the air about where and how and all of that. But so um, if people were to follow you on Instagram, then they'd know, like, you know, they'll get the updates when you're... Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, I yeah, you've really inspired me, and um, I, I'll definitely have you back on when um, you you know want to tell us about the next section of your adventure and more things that you're offering. It would be great to hear how you're doing. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you so much as well for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me, then I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. All you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time next week.